0: This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 414 of Horse Tip Daily. A different horse tip, a different equine topic, a different equestrian expert every day. Horse Tip Daily brings the world of equine knowledge to you one day at a time. Today's tip is sponsored by Equestrian Collections. Visit them at equestriancollections.com. Howdy, everybody. Glenda Geek back with you for part two of Linda Houck's series on buying and selling of horses. And in this part, we talk about the selling. If you missed the previous episode, go back to episode number 413 at horsetipdaily.com. And she talked about the buying of horses. Linda is the owner of Tapestry Equestrian Equine Services and has been passionate about eventing and thoroughbreds. And for a very long time, and she is an accomplished inventor and a thoroughbred trainer as well. She has had a couple of uh, very good racehorses that have been stakes winners, so that's kind of fun. And she certainly knows what she's talking about when it comes to buying and selling horses. She's competed more than one hundred horses and trained them as well. So we're uh, we're going to be back right after I tell you about equestrian collections. You know, it's springtime. And when it's springtime, you need to be thinking about replacing some of those items that have worn out and you just haven't gotten around to replacing them before. Well, now's the time to do it at EquestrianCollections.com because they have all of the products that you're going to want, whether it's clothing for you, for your husband, for your kids, whether it's clothing for your horse, whatever you're going to need this springtime. Show clothing, just run around the barn clothing. Uh, light jackets, you know, breeches, whatever you need, you can find it over at equestriancollections.com at a price that you can afford. They make shopping easy, they make it fun, and they have the selection that you're going to want this spring. So hop on over and check it out at equestriancollections.com. And now Linda on part two of her series on the selling of horses. Well, hi, Linda, and welcome back. We're having you back two days in a row here because we're doing the buying and selling tips. And yesterday we talked about buying a horse. And today we're going to talk about selling your horse and some tips on how to do that effectively and and how to do it the right way.
1: Okay, well, one of the first things I would talk about, like we did uh, about the, the buying of a horse yesterday, would be the honesty. If I'm going to sell a horse, I want to put an ad out on it or... I want to um, promote that horse in a very honest light. The horse industry, as you know, Glenn, is so small. And if you're going to be in the business of repeatedly selling horses, then you need to have that kind of a, a reputation that people know you're honest and you promote your horses in a in a in an ethical way.
0: I agree. And so, after- and you know what? I ha- I never realized how small the horse world was till we started doing the horse radio network. And, you know, we, it's amazing um, the relationships that we have seen, people that we didn't know knew each other, you know, and it's just, it is a small world. It really, truly is. And you may think, well, there's a million horse people. Well, you know, that's still a pretty small world. And and in your little microcosm where you live, it's a, it's a very small world. And everybody does know each other in one form or another, or you know somebody who knows somebody. And and it's a chatty world they love to tell stories and chat
1: oh absolutely and any kind of uh bad news or anything that'll you know work against your reputation will will spread in, a, in like wildfire
0: absolutely absolutely i totally agree now as far as the, when you're starting to sell a horse and you think oh, okay i got to sell my horse let's start there Uh, Have have you had good luck? I mean, now there's Craigslist and there's there's Dream Horse and there's Equine.com and there's all those places to put ads up. Have you found a place that's working particularly well for you?
1: Well, here in Ontario, I use a site called EquestrianConnection.com and I've had quite a bit of success over the years uh, selling horses on that website. I have used Equine.com periodically, but for where I am in Ontario equestrian uh, connections been very successful
0: for me and that may vary where you are too you know uh where where the listener is located could vary on what sites are are most effective uh i would i would ask other people who have sold horses that you know where they put their ads and where they got the most results from like i've heard various i've heard some people have done very well with craigslist and some people who have done very well uh with dream horse and then some people haven't sold a thing with dream horse and do well with equine.com so i I think that's pretty regional from what I've been able to gather.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. And when you're placing these ads, um, today's day and age of the digital camera, the best uh, ways to market your horse are upload upload pictures and upload videos. And that really, for me, is, is one way that I start to weed out what kind of horses I want to look at uh, and, and sell as well.
0: And I'm just looking. We had a tip way, way back, and I'm trying to find it here. Um we had a tip, and I believe it was boy i've done we're at we're over four hundred tips now, and I'm looking here to see which one it was um we did had a tip on with from Boyd Martin on vetting a horse for sale, and also we had one, and I'm looking for that hold on one second, let me find it uh it was a good tip on video, and I thought it was craig Craig Thompson that uh talked about how how to effectively do a video to sell a horse and i'll put it in i'll make sure i i mention what it is but uh that's a tip that we had as well was from i'm, I'm pretty and sure sure on, on how to do a very good video uh to sell your horse
1: they're very important now in today's day and age people want to be able to sift through everything that's out there they don't want to have to travel the distances like we used to and it's a lot easier just to upload a video of a horse watch it move and and make your decision on it
0: Yep, yep. Okay, so I'm sorry I interrupted you there.
1: So no, after, so if I'm, you know, I've placed the ad, I'm, I'm, I've got clients now wanting to come and, and, and see my horse. For me, no different than buying a horse. I'm going to have that horse turned out, cleaned up, waiting for those people so that the first impression that they get of that horse is a positive one. Okay. Uh, I've gone before to look at horses for sale. You get there. They've got the halter underneath the bridle or, or in some instances they're already being ridden or there's nobody at the farm. They forgot that you were coming. To me, those are all strikes against me as a potential seller. I want to come across as being very professional, and I want my horse to reflect my business ethic.
0: So you just recommend having them at least cleaned up and, and back in the stall around on the cross ties?
1: Either or. Um, as long as the horse, as long as I can bring him out of the stall and he won't have shavings in his tail, he won't have any manure stains on him, I've pulled the mane, I've trimmed up any you know excess kind of hair, as long as he's going to stay clean, he can go in the stall and, and, and be comfortable.
0: Okay. Makes sense.
1: And again, depending on what kind of horse I'm selling, and I'm, I'm starting to sell a horse that's jumping, I will go ahead and already set up my trotting poles in the arena. I will already go and set up a fence or two or a line because there's no guarantee that the people coming to see your horse are very good or any good at setting up distances themselves. Right. So I want to guarantee that my horse can do, you know, that four foot three to four foot six foot distance for the trotting poles, and that I've got the correct distances for combinations that's the kind of horse that they're coming to see.
0: Now, what will you do if it becomes plainly obvious, and this has happened to us so many times, it becomes plainly obvious that this horse is way beyond the rider? Um, and, you, you know, the, ri- the rider is just, or, the, or on a, in a second case we've seen so many times, the rider just doesn't know what they're doing and they're dangerous. Uh, what will you do at that point when you, when you recognize it and they're still trying to continue
1: well, um, you know, I have, I have had this happen to me in the past before. Um, and I've just, I've, I've had to end the session uh, as kindly uh, as I could at the time. But both were dangerous situations. The, the rider wasn't anything that they said that they had been in their abilities. And I'm looking at, it, looking at the situation getting out of control. So I've got to protect my horse. That's still going to be mine at the end of this ride. And I need to protect that rider. Right. So I'll end the session. It doesn't, end the session doesn't help today. if they end
0: up getting thrown off and hurt themselves. They're not buying the horse anyway at that point. So. <laughs> uh,
1: no, exactly. But then you know what I also do is I get back on that horse and show them that you know what this really isn't the horse because here we can clearly see that he can do everything that I said he could do, but we just need to your 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 daughter or your son just needs to work a little bit more on whatever skill was lacking. Let's say. Hmm. And further the, to that, Glenn, I've I've seen it once too. Um, I was I was taking a client uh, to look at a horse, um, so we were looking at this uh, this certain horse to buy, and uh, they were just setting up all the wrong distances for this poor guy. You know, to the point where we had to say, you know what, we need to stop what you're doing because you're not making it any easier for that horse. Right. That, make,
0: that makes perfect you know, sense. That's
1: <laughs> You know, just to protect that horse. And then the flip side of selling a horse, I had it. I saw that happen once, that a client came to look at a horse and kept jacking up and jacking up the fences beyond what this horse was capable of doing at that time. And the owner had to put a stop to that and say, look, you know, this is what I said he was capable of doing. You need to buy him if you want to keep raising the fences like you are.
0: Right, right. That makes sense. Yeah, that does make sense. How many of the horses you've sold would you say that actually the owners actually get vetted out?
1: Well, I would say, or the buyers rather. I'm sorry. Uh, well, vet, but again, um, given the honesty and and, and the uh, ethical way in, in dealing with with the horses and the clients, um, I have a, a most of the people that buy from me will do a, a fairly basic vetting. But I tell them always feet and hawks, check the eyes, check the heart, baseline.
0: Yep, yep which is which is absolutely you know, a necessity.
1: Yep, yeah, for sure. Let me give you just a quick story on uh, a horse that I was yeah. selling. I had a client I had a client as a junior and I had sold a horse to her sister a couple of years before uh, this junior came into the market for a horse. In the meantime, I had bought a horse off the track, a lovely horse off the track, and I was very quietly just bringing him along. But it didn't feel right for me to go right to that client and say, oh, by the way, I have another horse for sale that I think he would suit. Regardless of how much I like this horse, I let that junior go and and look out and, and go and see what was out in the market. And her and her mom did a lot of traveling around Ontario looking at horses. Again, they would take the videos, bring them back for me to look at, she ended up vetting two horses, and both of them failed. Hmm. And at that point, I thought, you know what? This youngster I'm bringing along is a really nice horse. And so I said to my, my uh, young rider at the time, I said, what do you think of this horse I've been bringing along? And she looked at me, and she said, Linda, I've always loved him. And that was 10 weeks after I bought him off the track, and I had vetted him, and they bought him for me that weekend and didn't even bother vetting him. They said, Linda, you already have...
0: So why bother? Hmm. Well, that's good. I mean, that's, and those are the kind of situations you absolutely hope for when you're selling a horse. It ends up in a house, you know where it's at, and it ends up in a good home. And that, that's, that's, that's what, that's what ultimately we all want when we're selling a horse. Um, yeah, absolutely. We want it to end up in the right home. And I think that's the the more important thing. You know, anytime you try and you you quote unquote cut corners and, you you feel even as a seller, you're feeling uncomfortable about selling that horse to that person. There's probably a reason you're feeling uncomfortable, and it's probably going to come back to haunt you anyway. So so you might mm-hmm. as well you know, might as well put an end to it right there, uh, because if you're not feeling good about it, there's something wrong.
1: Yeah, absolutely, Glenn.
0: All right, very good. Well, uh, once again, where can people find out more about uh, your really cool spurs that my wife wears, and that's the only one she uses.
1: Glenn, that's so kind of you. Um, that is this Persuader That's true. Surf, and, you can, <laughs> <laughs> and you can find that at uh, dot, uh, www.persuader.com. And I am uh, a trainer and event rider based in Ontario. And my training website is ca.
0: And I guess you're praying that the snow goes away.
1: Oh, geez. Uh today, you know, I was out earlier today, out on a farm, and it's like, will it ever end? But I must say, at least it was a beautiful, sunny day. Minus five, but it was still beautiful oh, and
0: sunny. <laughs> there are advantages to living in Lexington. We had a very cold, everybody had a very cold, nasty winter this year. But you guys just seem to get, you're still getting pounded. It just doesn't end. <laughs> it's
1: like... No, no, not yet.
0: You know, Canada's beautiful a couple months of the year. It really is.
1: no it is you're right but these long winters there's got to be better places for sure
0: all right thanks linda well, thanks again to Linda for joining us on our regular basis here on the Horse Radio Network Horse Tip Daily. And, of course, you can listen to Jamie and I, 9 a.m. Eastern, Monday through Friday. We have our Horses in the Morning live show. You want to take a listen to that. It's a lot of fun building a big fan base, and I think you're going to enjoy it if you haven't tried it yet. You can also listen to it recorded over at horsesinthemorning.com. You can find all the shows in the Horse Radio Network, all eight of them, at horseradionetwork.com. Thanks again, everybody. Have a safe ride, and we'll be back again tomorrow with another new expert and a different horse tip. Until then, stay safe, everyone. Wear your helmet.
1: The Horse Radio Network and the Horse Radio Network hosts are not responsible for statements of guests or their opinions. Use your own judgment when listening to the tips provided by the experts on Horse Tip Daily.